Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Jennifer Siegel. Today, we're looking at Amazon. This week, the e-commerce giant made an official announcement about its new corporate headquarters. And instead of just one new massive HQ, it plans to build two new offices in New York and Virginia, each with about 25,000 employees. Andrew Edgecliff-Johnson spoke with San Francisco correspondent Shannon Bond about Amazon's East Coast expansion. So Shannon, most companies are fine with only one headquarters. Why did Amazon decide to go looking for an HQ2? Well, I think there's a couple different factors you need to look at um, when thinking about this whole project. And the biggest one is that Amazon has really outgrown Seattle in a fundamental way. It's expanded enormously from from its origins in the early mid-90s in Jeff Bezos' garage outside Seattle and then moved into the city. But it's really in the past decade that it's seen this really explosive growth. Um, It now has more than 40,000 employees in Seattle. And it's while it's contributed enormously to Seattle's economy, that's also had some knock-on effects. Um, That growth has really run up housing prices. Critics say it's made the city more, more unaffordable. And I think as Amazon has also expanded its business from this core online retail business into everything from media and advertising to consumer electronics, even into healthcare and financial services, they see the need to be close to some of those other industries and to be able to draw a wider variety of people and people to other cities than Seattle as well. So they are an increasingly global company and they want to have a presence that is beyond just the West Coast. So rather than just sitting there with a map in front of them, they structured this as a beauty pageant. Um, Can you tell us something about how that played out between cities across North America and what kind of incentives they were offering? Was it just money? Was it other things? Companies expand all the time and they do these sort of searches, but they're usually done fairly quietly. Um, They're not done on kind of the public stage that Amazon has done it. So they threw open this project a little more than a year ago and invited bids from anyone in North America. They received more than 230 proposals initially, which they then whittled down to a short list of 20 earlier this year. And so what you really saw was cities initially of all sizes, you know, everywhere from the typical New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Atlanta throwing their hats in the ring, but also small cities, cities in the, in the middle of America, Canadian cities, just anybody who you know had any sort of pitch saying, you know, it would be great for us to get Amazon to come here to create a bunch of jobs, to get a bunch of investment. Some cities even offered to rename themselves after Amazon. What's happened now is that people, you know, it, it seems that maybe Amazon is going to what you would expect in the first place, which is, you know, big cities with Lots of tech talent already existing, lots of existing infrastructure in terms of transportation, you know, kind of the the typical place you'd expect a big company to pick a a headquarters. The complicating factor here, as you mentioned, is these financial incentives. So generally what happens is companies strike deals with cities and states to get tax breaks um, and other kind of inducements to, to place jobs there. And so... We don't really actually have a full picture of what Amazon has been offered because a lot of these proposals have been kept fairly quiet under non-disclosure agreements. But in some cases, we know cities are offering hundreds of millions and even billions of dollars in benefits to Amazon if they decide to locate jobs there. And why? Why, What would the advantage be of having two locations instead of one? Frankly, it just gives them access to a greater talent pool. I mean, it allows you to draw people 
already in New York and already in the Washington area. Say they wanted to hire a really talented engineer in Silicon Valley, they would give them the option of three different places to move as opposed to just one. So that's part of it. And then in terms of these two specific cities, these are these are places on the East Coast. They're large metropolitan areas with, with important connections to many of the industries that Amazon is looking to expand in. So with 25,000 workers each in a place like New York City and, and Washington, that might not have quite the transformative effect that 50,000 might have had on a, a smaller city in a flyover state, as you put it. But Amazon's also promised billions of dollars of investment with this expansion. What impact do you think this influx of jobs will have on these two cities? Yeah, I think you can't downplay that it is still a large amount of jobs and it'll be a lot of investment. And you know, I think in some ways that's probably a Maybe Amazon may see that as a benefit that it might not have quite, quite the distorting effects that, they, that they've had in Seattle. But it will have a, an, an impact in these areas, particularly these two specific parts of these of these metropolitan areas, um, which are both kind of in transformation and, and I think a lot of people see as a need of further investment. It will mean that you'll have an additional group of people coming into the city looking for homes, looking for places to live. Um, Amazon has made it very clear that they are interested in places with strong transit systems. And so it's likely you'll see investments being made in these cities to improve transit and infrastructure even more. And then, of course, Amazon has has a lot of sort of ancillary economic impact, purely just by if you have a couple new office buildings with a density of workers, that's going to spur some economic activity in the immediate neighborhood. Um, Amazon has calculated, you know, it's, it's had an impact of almost $40 billion um, in Seattle over the past 10 years or so. And so you see that there are additional industries that end up coming along with Amazon, you know, people who will start consulting firms or people who will leave Amazon and then start their own startups. So there's, there's a whole ecosystem that this kind of investment tends to create. So with all that in mind, what do these new headquarters tell us about the future direction of Amazon itself? It really reinforces the, the fact that Amazon's future is increasingly in areas outside its core retail business. Advertising is a, is a growing part of the company's revenue. It's an area that analysts are really optimistic about. It's a high margin business. The revenues are still relatively small proportion of Amazon's overall revenues, but they're growing fast. And there's the potential for a lot of profit there. Of course, New York is home to the advertising industry, as well as having connections elsewhere in media and fashion, which are big ambitions for Amazon and in financial services. And then in DC, Amazon's business to business services are an incredibly important part of its business. So whether it's cloud computing or it's business that sells essentially office supplies and products to companies. Um, there are a lot of potential clients, a lot of existing clients um, in government and among defense contractors. That's a big, big area of opportunity for Amazon. DC also gets at a future in which I think Amazon is bracing, like a lot of tech companies, for, for more scrutiny from regulators and from lawmakers. You'll see Amazon wanting to, in, to increase its influence in Washington and being physically in the area will make a big difference and that we can expect that to be a big part of their focus in the coming years. Shannon, thank you very much. Thanks so much. That was Andrew Edgecliff Johnson in conversation with the FT's Shannon Bond. Shannon has written multiple stories on Amazon's expansion. You can read them all at ft.com today. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already an FT subscriber and you'd like to discover more FT content, visit ft.com offer. Here at 
Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.